0: N-E-T-S-U-I-T-E dot com slash W T F. Lock the (laughs) gate. All right, let's do this. How are you, what the fuckers? What the fuck buddies? What the fuck, Nicks? What the fucksters? What is happening? How are you doing? How the kids? How's your mom doing? Everything all right over there? How's your finger? Did you finger? is it did it heal right? did you did you have to splint it did you have to splint your finger don't stick it in that thing next time seriously how's that burn is that burn okay what happened to your hair well maybe maybe you wait you don't cut it yourself next time i know it was just the bangs but it, it's i'm just being honest with you but what they what fucking difference does it make? It's not like you're going out anyways right Do whatever you want with it. You know what? Why don't you go into the bathroom and cut your hair in a way that'll just make you laugh and laugh and laugh, and then just leave it that way for a while. And then the next time you do a Zoom with somebody, a family friend, they'll be like, is she okay? Is he okay? What's with the haircut? And you can just be like, what haircut? And it'll be so funny. You got to entertain yourself during these times because the creeping darkness is still among us. Good morning. Good afternoon. How's it going? You okay? You staying in shape? Enough with the comfort food, right? Enough, enough with it. Enough with it. Okay? I'm tired of feeling slightly bloated, slightly filled up. I'm tired. I'm t- The creeping darkness is still with us. Look, first of all, some of you were expecting William Zabka today, and Zabka had to cancel. Zabka is shooting another season of Cobra Kai and as we know or as I know you think you can do something you think you got an hour and then the schedule changes and you don't so we're looking to reschedule that okay it's going to happen today in his place for those of you who are expecting William Zabka well don't be disappointed because we've got Rick Glassman that's right Rick Glassman yeah Rick Glassman are you like holy shit Rick Glassman Yup, Rick Glassman he's a comedian who uh I had sort of a rocky start with and uh, he's got a podcast it's called the uh take your shoes off podcast and uh we met at the comedy store in a you know it was not a great first meeting but I grew to like the kid the kid annoyed himself right into my heart and I did his podcast and I was uh, surprisingly goofy, surprised everyone, myself included. And uh, and now he's on my show. He came through in a pinch. We're running tight these days, week to week, man. We got a few in the cam, but some, some people got to be dropped on certain days. When someone needs to be dropped on a certain day, you drop them on that day. So Rick is here and we had a nice conversation. Nice Jewish guy, dirty, filthy Jewish kid. With, uh, with the autism. We get into it. Funny guy. You might know him from Undateable. He's on that show. He's going to be on another thing. And then he does other things here and there. Okay? What are we going to do with the creeping darkness? I can't take it. Is it just because I'm 57? Huh? Is it? Is it just the nature of the age I'm at that I see the creeping darkness? I'm meditating. Does this sound like a voice of someone who's meditating? I am. I'm yogaing. I'm doing the yogas. I do the yogas in the morning. I do four to five yogas. Yoga flows. Right, right, that's been helping. I'm working out. But it's just the walking around the house, the up and down. How am I so busy? How does the day get filled? Well, I'll tell you how. I'm running a fucking restaurant that serves me. Cooking my ass off. My cat, Buster, he's the only cat left. The other two are ashes and boxes on a shelf. And Buster's very talkative. We're bonding. A lot of people are pressuring me to get another kitten, but I don't need any more anxiety. I can barely handle the dread of... That's that's the other weird thing. It's like so much of the dread of the ogre is gone, but then I'm back to regular dread. And this has been such a weird relief to only have very basic existential dread. Like, am I going to get sick and die? Am I going to get sick and get sick? Am I not going to get sick? Can I ever leave the house again? What is life? What do I want to do with the rest of it? Will I be able to go outside for the rest of my life? Will we be able to travel? Will we be able to run if necessary? Do I need a gun? And that's just the happy thoughts. So I focus on the cat and I hyper focus on the cat. The cat's a little sneezy, a little sniffly. He does this. And then he stops. Now, there's no other symptoms, but my brain, it's sort of like, does he have a tumor in his nose? Is there a tumor pressing on his sinus passages? Are his lungs collapsing? Could be allergies, I guess. And I Google cat allergies and I Google cat cold and I Google, then I'm into some other thing. Cat sinus infection. Is he? Does he have discharge? Does he have fluids coming out of his eyes? Is there black gunk in his nose? Is he lethargic? Is he eating? Is he nodding? No, he's like, <laughs> and then it goes every once in a while. Not all the time then he talks but when i have all this time all i do is focus on the cat so needless to say we've bonded very deeply and the thing about my cat it's like buster's a real character like he has no balls he's got courage i'm not saying metaphorically he literally has no balls but this cat you know god bless him he's still got a lot of a lot of oomph got a lot of uh uh, a lot of hech. you know what i mean and that's not even a word. That's just a Yiddish sound. My cat's full of the uch, the yicha, the guchem. He's uh, he's got he's full of the uch, the gch. Yeah, not even words. The chutz. Yeah, my cat is still fucking pillows. My cat will fuck the the shit out of a pillow. It's got no balls, but he's still got the gumption. There's this new uh, a nice new uh blanket, cashmere blanket that I got in a box of swag. And uh, Buster's taken to it, and he'll just, he'll fuck, he'll fuck that blanket. And he'll look right in my face while he's doing it. He'll I'll, I'll look at him, and I'm like, what's up? And he's like, what do you mean, what's up? Don't look at me. I'm fucking a blanket. And I'm like, well, I'm going to look at you. So like, don't you fucking look at me. He's like a little uh, Dennis Hopper in blue velvet. He's got a small oxygen mask that he handles with his paw. <laughs> don't fucking look at me. <laughs> That's how he says it. That's translating. He's full of the, that cat. But yeah, so uh, that's where Buster's at. He's got uh, some sort of sneezy business. And uh, he's busy fucking pillows and blankets and talking to me. And he wakes me up two or three times a night to uh, just to wake me up, apparently. So he's doing okay. Okay? Who wouldn't be doing okay? Fucking blankets. Hey, Rick Glassman is here. And as I said earlier, taking a liking to him. He's difficult, but he's charming. He's a comedian. He's got the podcast, Take Your Shoes Off. And uh, you can hear that every Monday if you want. Take Your Shoes Off. It's every Monday where you get podcasts. We're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about the goblins. There's going to be talk about goblin cock. Not goblin cock, but goblin cock. Hey, look, I'm sorry if it's filthy. All right? I'm just sitting here fucking a pillow. you get your podcasts
1: Yeah, i got a little cocky by taking my jacket off
0: well i got i left the windows open out of uh, respect for your fear <laughs> and i guess my own i yeah, mean it's
1: a mutual fear no yeah it is but i mean i don't who the fuck knows you haven't had somebody in here in a while So what do you when you're looking? What are you looking at? Your
0: computer monitor? I bring in the laptop because this does nothing. I can't seem to run the GarageBand and the image without it. It just takes too much something. I don't fucking know. You seem to know more about it than me. Yeah, it's always uh, yeah. But I mean, you do like it seems like on your show you do a lot of video work, a lot of editing, a lot of cartoons. Yeah, poops,
1: farts, elves, Uh goblins. yeah, goblins. But you know, you have got to know something to do that, right? Yeah, uh, I I added live action animation and a lot of edits because you know you need you need to have something.
0: But do you do that? Do you do the li- do you do the animation
1: yourself? No, I you hire I, that out. Yeah, well, I, I always wanted to do animation because I just had fun ideas for bits. Yeah, uh, I did a fake animation in an episode, and a guy in England named Tom. Yeah, he made the animation for me. Oh, so you've got fans. I don't know if he's a fan or a partner at this point because literally every episode I. Do you pay him? I do pay him.
0: Well, then, well, he's working for you on some level. Yeah. But he did it out of the goodness of his heart because he enjoyed your comedy so much.
1: He's still, the rate he's giving me, he must still enjoy it. Right. Because I wouldn't be able to afford what he's doing otherwise. People want to be part of it. So you just, what, you send the file to him and he just does it? Yeah. So I, uh, uh, most of the bits are planned out while we're doing the thing. You know, like when you say poops and pisses and. Shits. Farts. I would. I would then send him and say, "Have the have the goblin be pooping on Mark and pissing in, on his right. lap or something, right? And in a he, smart way, though. Yeah. Uh, always smart and give always him,
0: highbrow. Pooping and pissing. And HB Yeah. Sure.
1: So I I tell him how I want it and depending on where it is in the episode, how gratuitous it could be. Yeah. And then sometimes I find bits after the fact. Yeah. And I send it to him and it's you know removing the fact that it's a lot of like fake penises and boobs and immature comedy yeah. e- intentionally. Right. Uh, it gets. It's a serious conversation that I have with them, and it's
0: it's a serious conversation about how many poop, veins, farts. how many poops. Should many, it be poop
1: or should it be how you many know, veins snot? on the on the cock? Yeah,
0: I didn't realize you were dealing with cocks. There's cocks. There's cocks. Really? Yes, cocks. Is it is it your cock generally?
1: No, it's, and it's just a cock. Uh, or, I do cocks, and wait, cocks I, with the goblins, goblin cocks. Sometimes goblin cocks. There yeah. is a monster goblin cock oh, um, that acts on its own without being connected to a goblin. Correct. Oh, it okay. walks on its balls. It's a free, it's,
0: it's a free, free, tra- a free range cock.
1: Yes, it doesn't need to be part of anybody else. It, and, you know, my introduction to this with you at the beginning is. Is cocks and poops and 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 pussies and balls and though that
0: is par- we didn't talk pussy. We, we didn't, didn't ta- talk.
1: We, didn't, we didn't mentioned last that. episode. Uh, I my uh, uh, my guest Sona yeah. um right. said, "Get out of here!" Right uh, is an expression. So right. I snapped and I disappeared and I right. made a production out of it. Yeah, she snapped me back and we show, showed where I was and I was inside of a big vagina.
0: So you had the guy in England do the big vagina illustration.
1: Yeah, and then we give notes. You know, oh. could we make the walls move? Could we have right. some like some goblin sperm going through <laughs> mm. from the big cock. Uh
0: yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean uh well, I mean I did your show. Mm-hmm. Uh because you were I did you annoy me into it? I can't remember. Well, how many times did you did, was it a pestering? No, situation?
1: no, I did it. I I I I uh It was oh, a slow play. It was Yeah, I asked plant? you once.
0: Oh, you asked me once.
1: Yeah, I asked you once. Right. And then you said what about it? Uh will you shit on me? And then I th- and then I uh, gave it a year, and I said, "Hey, uh, will you come do my podcast?"
0: Wait, wait, wait! I, you asked me to do the podcast. I shit on you, and then you wait a year? No, no, no! You you shit on me first. No, I know. I, we, we can do the backstory because I I don't think people know you know w- how we know each other. Um, here's how, a- do you, how do you explain it? Because I because this is this is my show, and I'm interviewing you, so I'd like to hear your your angle. I mean, we might've done this on your podcast, but I, I think I, we don't share a lot of listeners. Right. So what do you, how did you experience our first, uh, interaction?
1: Could I, and then what? could I ask you a question you first? To go to the bathroom? Uh, no. Okay. Um, this is both me, uh, wanting to me on your podcast, yeah. speaking to an audience, but also right. you, an interviewer. Right. Um, I'm feeling like, uh, not defensive but i'm feeling like i've sold a very niche ironic brand of comedy as my introduction as this immature pe- which is fine cuz it is definitely part of we're me we're going
0: it's all going to work out <laughs> 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 uh, don't worry we got time you know, we're going to we're going to ease into it but until and, and, you
1: said that i didn't even realize i was worried about I, yeah that's what's happening and there's a worry I th- I think I'm trying to understand we, something. We I'm just worried. We know worrying.
0: that you're a highly sophisticated, <laughs> multi, very deep, <laughs> multi-dimensional uh, Jewish man.
1: Here's where I would animate just big goblin dicks walking between right. us. <laughs> so
0: why is that then? Uh, uh,
1: why do you temper th- it like
0: that? Why can't dynamics? You, hmm. Is it dynamics? Yeah, or, it
1: really is. Are you afraid to be uh,
0: sincere? No.
1: No, I I see. Are you it.
0: afraid that people are not going to watch it if you if you ha- don't counter the sincerity with goblin dicks and being in a vagina?
1: If there was it? a fear, and I don't know if fear is the right word, but yeah. let's say it is, okay. it's less about people won't watch it and more about if they do, will they? I'm insecure about making stuff that isn't special. Uh huh. Oh, because so, you're special. I want to. I want to think so. <laughs> yeah, I th- I want to think so. I think I think you're.
0: Yeah, I think. I think I, I think you do want to think you are special.
1: Uh huh. I'm not. That's not a burn at all. It's it's you're just validating the truth, which is, you know, we all can be at times, and you just try to find your niche. So you are more often than not. So is
0: this, would you call it a a are uh, is it a branding quest that you're looking for or, or authenticity? Are you, do you think that if you were true to yourself in 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 the most honest way that you would be special, or is that not even enough?
1: Yeah, I think that if I'm true to myself, I am special, and I. And the penises, yeah, uh, are tr- true to me. The, uh, goblin penises. What, what they stand for? Just, sure, just, sure. just uh, being able to cut serious moments with comedy and and be able to have sincerity and honest moments. It goes both ways. Sure. And by just having that as a device, it ended up becoming that a device hmm. where I now seek times to use it. But it is. But you get excited, like sometimes you are like I should, probably shouldn't use it, but I got I need some dicks here. I've never thought I shouldn't use it and didn't use it unless it was a budget issue.
0: Uh huh. But I mean, do you think I'm a, I'm asking to you, are there any gratuitous goblin cocks
1: in any of the work? Um, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but 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 there's but but, you know, I'm not saying it's the richest of context, but there's always a reason for yeah. it. Sure. That,
0: and, that you know
1: well like right now right uh, if, if we had already set this up and this is my podcast i'm having a goblin cock come in but he's now wearing a tuxedo and it's not gratuitous right and it's you get to then and then you get to build this world like a quahog or a south park
0: right a- around the interview to much to the no like the person you're talking to has no idea
1: that they may be fucked in the ear by a goblin that's where sometimes it gets it gets tricky really have you had pushback yeah <laughs> yeah, it's less about it's less about uh, it's less about what the animation is, and more about the fact that I'm live editing and I'm asking people to to do stuff. Right, so you're taking them out of context in a way. I'm taking them out of context. I'm willing to explain it to them, but right. I prefer if they just trust where it's going to go. And, like and,
0: I thought ours went really smooth. Like I I played along, and it was almost like we were a comedy team.
1: Are you being serious? Because yeah. I do feel that way. No, I feel that way. Yeah, there's something really pretty about having somebody come over, because you and I didn't know each other well at all. No. Um, I, as a matter of fact, I, I, was, I
0: was skeptical of everything about you.
1: Yeah, and I feared your skepticism. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I wanted you there and also questioned why you came.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, because you were, well, what do you mean you asked me and you seemed to want me to come? I don't know why I came, because you're charming. Casual gratuitous right No, there. You're, you're charming. Casual
1: gratuitous? Uh oh you would put one in there? Yeah, I was uh let's we got to move past. That was just a casual cum joke. Oh, oh, I see. Right. Yeah. Got it. Got it. but that would have been animated? No, at this point I You have coming goblin cocks? There has been there has Yeah, I don't show the cum. Oh, where, is that where you draw the line? Uh it's where Tom doesn't draw the line. <laughs> <laughs> Please, let's move past this because I, I, it's and no, I think people
0: need to know <laughs> No, I, I think that this will, people be like, what is this show? We haven't even said the name of it. We, this is a great build. Uh-huh. What's it called?
1: It's called Take Your Shoes Off.
0: And that's a real thing because you're like a fucking weirdo and you you won't let people in your house without, I guess that's not that
1: weird. Yeah, I, I would say that though. I Most c- people. I subscribe to being weird. I don't think that taking your shoes off is that. I think it's weird to track shit, piss, and come through your carpet. S- cigarette my, butts. My
0: cat uh, is, walks around on my food counter. How, how, where do you stand with that?
1: uh that's what i grew up with cats so you don't um, have a problem with it uh I, i've accepted that that's how people live their life when i go home that's how it is is. are I cats just, on the food counter yeah, yeah i just don't use the food counter the same way i do at my house which is what you lick it off the I, counter I, you I, eat uh, right off the counter no I, I i like to make big portions uh yeah. and i'll i'll leave stuff out on the counter and I'll, sure. I'll go back to it during the day like you have a buffet going at your house I, most I, of the day yeah yeah. Yeah. Okay. I like to make I like to make things that would have different sauces and different toppings. Yeah, quite I, I never thought of it that way, but it's a a, a buffet, an eaten buffet. <laughs> and a cat is just like having a roommate. I just don't want to leave stuff out. I don't have a roommate. My cat wouldn't eat
0: anything. He don't he wouldn't eat anything I left out on the counter. He'll lick a f he'll lick a piece of fish occasionally, but he doesn't eat What's much. the
1: difference between eating and licking?
0: well, I guess that's true. I'm more concerned about the cat than I am with me. I mean you're gonna cook it. What's 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 well that's not true actually. Yeah. There's some bad shit in cat mouths. Yeah. I, my cat bit me and I had a uh, uh, I had a catch in it an infection before it possibly killed me. Are you okay? Yeah, but I had to take antibiotics. He bit me because I ha- he got stuck in um the blind cord and instead of just cutting it, I tried to untangle him and he was panicking. so he bit me for real and uh and I washed it and everything but cat bites I don't know if you know they can they have some serious fucking germs in them. And you can get this infection that goes through all of your skin. I didn't know. And it started to happen. Like, I was was on IG Live. And people were like, you should get that looked at. It was red. And I went to my doctor and she was like, you got this in time. This could have been bad. Like, my cat could have fucking killed me. Compromised my life.
1: Oh, that's less a counter problem and more a blinds problem, I guess. That is a blinds problem. But next time, I'll just... Cut the cord. Yeah, I was just going to ask. Do you feel that that's kind of a microcosm of your personality, where instead of just taking the easy route, you want to untangle everything and Mm-mm. get your hands dirty? No, I don't think that. That I think
0: that's an interesting uh, metaphor that you tried to make. Thank you. But, we'll be right back after a word. Wait, from this our sponsor. is mine. This is my show. No, we're doing. Can we edit it in here? Edit what in my dad's
1: rug store? No. <laughs> and we're back. That's Marshall Rug Gallery in Cleveland, Ohio. <laughs>
0: Did you slip? Did you think you were on your show?
1: No, I uh, I just felt good with you, and I figured, all right, maybe maybe we could plug we'll, my dad's rug store. Maybe we'll throw it in there. We'll Have you brought
0: it. him customers?
1: He sold a few a, a few rugs. I know I know at least a few rugs, but not enough to. I I, I play his, I do commercials for him in every you're, episode.
0: You're a Cleveland Jew. Yeah. So wait, where were we? Oh no, that is not a microcosm. My my, it was impulsive, for me. To untangle him. I didn't think to cut it like he was panicking. And in that moment, my brain was like, it's because he's tangled, untangle. It didn't go the next step to like, he's going to bite you and possibly infect your hand. Perhaps let him fucking squirm for a minute more and go find a scissor to cut the cord. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, but that I don't think that that means that it's a general disposition of mine. To untangle. I'd rather not untangle. Well, why are we doing this right now then? Why are we
1: untangling you? This. What do you mean? I feel like we're untangling. I'm oh. an untangler. You're an untangler. I like an untangle.
0: I can't, I lose patience with it. I, I, everything is, gets tangled. And if I were an untangler, it's, it's almost like a hobby. It's like, I, I used to do a bit about it, I think, about how there's so many cords in our lives. Chords, Mm -hmm. literal chords that are constantly getting tangled up and fucked up. So is like constantly untangling chords the same as doing like Sudoku? Like, am I getting equal amount of like mental dexterity from the act of untangling the chords in my life as I would if I were playing a, a game with boxes that I don't understand? Well,
1: I think the difference is Sudoku always comes to you intentionally tangled where so the spontaneity of it didn't diminishes the
0: the mental agility exercise of untangling
1: well there's a the mental agility of it which i'm disregarding i'm just talking about having a clean life right when you untangle uh, something it's now hair. untangled and what right. wa- and also when you untangle something you get better at untangling kind so, of so it's not like every day you wake up and you have to clean the same mess over and over again no but there's always knots and that brings us to Back. my next point <laughs> yeah
0: you want to do another rug ad?
1: so <laughs> i'd rather not so uh
0: take your shoes off is yeah it, is with rick glassman uh-huh i've seen bits and pieces that you put up on uh instagram of your family and it seems that you grew up with some fairly uh not run-of-the-mill but not unusual to me middle-class jewish maniacs
1: Uh is that right yeah, I mean, uh, uh, they weren't not unusual to me either. Um, no, but I mean, as a Jew who's dealt with
0: Jews mm-hmm. of a certain ilk, yeah, uh, your your family seems to fit some of that. They, you know, they actually they strike me as more uh, kind of like pre-retirement
1: Florida Jews, which is interesting. PRFJs. Yeah, um, I don't have Florida retirement Jews in my family, so I don't really I know the cliche. I don't know what those are. Well, I just mean it seems like they
0: have a good time. They yeah. enjoy sports. There's a lot of them around.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it feels like there's a lot of them. Uh, right right now in Cleveland, there's four of them. Four, four? Mom, dad, grandma, and uncle. The rest are out in L.A.
0: You got you got Glassman Jews out here?
1: Yeah. Who? I got my aunt. I got my brother. I have three cousins. Your aunt's out here? My dad's sister moved yeah. out here before I did. To do what? Uh, get out of there, I guess. Hmm. Uh, she and, um, my uncle Paul, who passed away a couple years ago, mm. uh, they're in the business and they were they're in show business. My uncle is a, is a writer. Um, he no just welcome. wrote, uh, no, he passed away, uh, about, about two years ago coming up. Sorry, buddy. Thank you. Um, his young? last, how young, young, uh, mm. late sixties. Oh, that's terrible. His, um, he and his writing partner, uh, Danny Bilson just did the, uh, the five bloods with Billson. Uh, no, he's DeMeo. DeMeo. Paul oh. DeMeo.
0: DeMayo and Bilson.
1: DeMeo and Bilson wrote five to Five Bloods and a lot of stuff. The Rocketeer, a lot of cool stuff. But The Rocketeer, I kind of remember that. Yeah, it well, was, was a is, kids' I'm...
0: movie, right? With was Dennis Quaid in that? Was it about a?
1: It, it's it was like the it, The Rocketeer is like a it was like a 50s 30s tour, Iron, Iron right? Man.
0: Oh, right. Oh, so it was actually a superhero movie. It wasn't based like on a kid's dream of, or something.
1: Uh, I don't know the origins. It was an old comic book. It was no, like... I know that, but I but I
0: thought that the. The movie was about a kid who liked the rocketeer or
1: something. Or? No, it's about a guy who becomes the rocketeer. Oh. Yeah. Who was it? Uh, I was don't it remember Dennis the actor's Quaid? name. I don't No, it wasn't. It wasn't? No. Okay. But he became the rocketeer and uh boy well, his arms uncle. tired. His yeah. arms are tired. Yeah. yeah.
0: I'm sorry I stepped on that cuz it probably would have got a huge
1: laugh. <laughs> <laughs> Cuts to the people listening just <laughs>
0: <laughs> So wait, so how many you got one brother? Yeah. That's one it? brother.
1: One brother. Older? Older, he's out here. You're a younger brother. I'm a younger brother. Yeah. Does
0: that explain a lot about who you are?
1: Yeah, probably. Really? I, that's one thing I haven't really untangled. Yeah, feels too. Some things feel too cliche to look into. Really, like what? Being a Jew, having no. <laughs> I don't know. The way you just said that felt felt anti-Semitic. <laughs> Being a Jew, you right. you you had your coffee ready for a sip take after Joe. What were you listening yeah. to
0: when you drove? It wasn't Barry Manilow, was it?
1: Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Good ear. Why? <laughs>
0: Why would you do that?
1: Um. I have a mix on my phone that that is just I, I when I get to, I work out or I, I try to whenever I'm trying none to None of pull, this
0: none of what you're saying right now is explaining Barry Manuel yet.
1: I misunderstood the question. I thought you, you asked if I work out uh, anything I do <laughs> that I listen to music to get prepared for. Yeah. I I listen to soft music. Mm-hmm. I work out to soft music, I go to sleep to soft music. I Come over here to soft music. Uh-huh. And boy, are my arms tired. <laughs>
0: there. So you got it you got it out that time. Yeah,
1: the guy who was coughing before goes, that's actually pretty
0: Yeah, it's pretty good. Doesn't make sense this time. Yeah. Yeah. So Barry Manilow, something you grew up with? I
1: no, know. just soft music, oh, man. Stop
0: it, man. How do you, how do you know about Barry Manilow? What are you, 12? How old are you?
1: Uh, thank you. Um, I'm 34? Thir- 36. Really? Yeah. Oh, it's getting, getting up there. Yeah. Mm. Uh, whenever I hear something that is soft, when I hear something that's soft, I shazam it. Yeah yeah
0: really so what What else is in your mix
1: uh just uh, we animate now just this flaccid dick that i'm shazamming <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and i know in the moment yeah. it's not going to be worth it it's going to cost me a little extra money and to people make want... the dick yeah. yeah yeah
0: we're not even doing video which is interesting that you're still thinking dicks
1: how do you how do what? you uh blend Turn when you're around. talking to somebody the difference between an interview and a conversation i mean i know the differences when you're i just listened to by the way and uh, if we don't talk about it here, I want to talk to you about it either you off a of podcast you did or some on my prep or I don't know if it was prep. I just happened to listen to your Larry King interview <laughs> Yeah. Uh, and yeah. uh man does that I mean I I didn't know you very well maybe we should talk about how we met but I didn't know you very well. I, I knew you as when, a personality when I came to your before house? you came to my house Oh, yeah great. yeah and then after you came over and I'm feeling my eyes getting water even talking about it I I liked you in that hour and a half that we spent, not, I had no, I, I, expectations weren't met and I didn't realize the expectations I had of you, mm. which was, you know, just a grouchy guy, mm. which exists, you yeah. know, it's, I guess it's part of the Jewish cliche, Yeah, but the amount that you played with me and, and did the snaps and the edits, and mm. we never talked about it before really. No. um, And then I just, oh, I just liked you so much. And then, and I listened to your podcast since differently, uh. um, which is... I mean, I guess it makes sense, but just, like, as a person, as a human, as opposed to just, like, this, this two-dimensional thing that I don't quite know yet. Right. And listening to... And you know it was older. It was 2013, right? Yeah. But listening to you going to his door and just... It's, all, it's a game over yeah. at this point. Right. And then you went through it, and then you, you you get whether whether it's true or not you were able to continue the conversation then he seemed to forget about it for a minute for a minute yeah, is really uh, inspiring uh. because it doesn't I don't I don't leave that discomfort that quickly um, and what made you record at the door before well
0: I used to do when when I did those ones externally when I when I would be traveling there was sort of a, a precedent set like I would sometimes do the intros in the car driving like to the Robin Williams episode. There were, there were actually a couple of early episodes that we did in the car. Like I interviewed Maria Bamford driving. Mm. So it wasn't that unusual at that time for me to make the intro happen in real time. I never knew if we'd use it or not, but it turned out to be kind of interesting. But I know what you're saying. And I think that what you're, it, it's, I still want to connect. I mean, there, there've only been a couple of times where I've remained defensive. Like what what could have happened is he said, you know, he was being a dick, and then I would have just sort of surrendered to that. So once I think once like anything else, when that happens, is once if the conversation starts to unfold, then it goes away. You know, but if he was going to be like what, no, right. yes, I don't know, yeah, good, then it would have been a problem. But somehow I charmed him enough i would relaxed him enough, and he
1: did the thing. I think people seem to like that. It was interview. a great interview. So, Cleveland, how Jewy were you in Cleveland? I didn't know how Jewy I was until I went to college. Because I, 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 But, like, you
0: grew up, like, you're 36. How old your brother? About to be 39. So you have the exact same distance between you two as me and my brother. Maybe that has something to do with Year why older? we get along.
1: Yeah. My brother's two and a half years younger than me. Interesting, because my brother and I, I guess we get along fine now, but... We didn't did get along. Did, really? No. Why is he? What's the primary difference? Is it tastes? I, I, I'm feeling myself do something that I'm not. I don't want to be, but I, I, I'm. I, I don't, don't know. be mean. No, no, no. I don't know how much I feel comfortable talking be, about that. not because it's secretive, but because it's it, it's a longer conversation, and I don't want to paint anybody in a picture that's negative. Because I remember things the way I remember them, but I also, looking back, understand. My perspective as a as a kid yeah. isn't necessarily taking into consideration of his perspective, and but I could just in a simple way I could just tell you from my feelings as a kid I yeah. was, uh, it, it, you know, yeah, I'm definitely being defensive here. There's that's all right. Well, you know, it's yeah. a big brother little brother thing, but I I, I I I was I was scared a lot and bullied and by him. You know, the the fear comes from part of that, but um, I had. Still do, but I had some v- very serious OCD as a kid. Yeah, um, not just in my rituals, but also in the in the things that felt still today logical of just keeping things a certain way. And sure, and share, You know, basically he he was a, a cat on my countertops. Uh, oh right, and my whole life was a countertop. He was chaos. He was chaos, and, he was uh, chaos and, uh, <laughs> and you know, you were
0: clean were cleanup. <laughs>
1: yeah, I took on that role. I guess um, he's a brilliant. He's he truly is. You know, I know people say that about their family, but maybe I have a bias. I think he's the smartest person I've ever met. Oh yeah, was he in the business? Uh, no, he has restaurants in, in kind Cleveland of not right now. No, here And he is a. I don't. Know, do you have you ever been to the Greyhound? It's, oh yeah, over in Highland Park. There's Highland Park in Glendale. And yeah, I remember Bar, when they ETA. opened that.
0: That's your guy. That's, That's my your brother. brother. Yeah,
1: pizza. Yeah, they do pizza, burgers. Uh, right, burgers. cornbread. It's just I remember cornbread. My father was in the restaurant business growing up, and his no kidding. His, I like cornbread. This is the best cornbread. It's. My, uh, yeah, I want to get brag. My dad, uh, my dad used to do rib cookoffs and cornbread, and and uh, Michael Jordan and, and Isaiah Thomas and Lamb Beer. They all came and loved his cornbread. Was your dad a
0: well-known pitmaster?
1: What's a pitmaster? Oh no, a uh, pitmaster is like a barbecue pit. Yeah, right. Uh, were there pitmasters back in the? I mean, I think they just a name for a guy that that
0: uses a barbecue, like I have. Uh, you know, like a smoker. Did he have a smoker? Yeah. Yeah, it was a sports bar and grill. It was a but big barbecue. He had a smoker joint. like yeah. a, oh, so he had a real barbecue joint. So ribs I and think, cornbread. Ribs and cornbread. Yeah. So I
1: think you know theoretically
0: you could be a pit master
1: if you're legit doing ribs. Yeah, I'll tell you right now he, he's uh he's more than a pitmaster. Mm. We'll be right back with a word from our sponsor. <laughs> 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 we will put in Marshall Rug Commercial here. Maybe. Yeah. Marshall Rugs in Cleveland? Uh yeah. <laughs> If you're looking for just the right flooring, you need choices. At Marshall Carpet One, you'll find thousands of choices, including carpet, hardwood, rugs, and luxury vinyl. So make the right choice and visit Marshall Carpet One and Rug Gallery. And we promise, with more than 50 years as a family-owned business, we've got you covered.
0: My brother's younger, but he was a jock, and I wasn't. And he, his whole life was about tennis, like literally his entire childhood was about tennis. And him and I were so different in behavior, but now we're like so like it's painful. Why would
1: painful? That's just as a figure of speech. You said well, you just
0: like well, no, I mean it's like if you can feel each other that deeply, you know, like I know when he's going through something, like I can hear it. Like, that's the weird thing about growing up in a family without boundaries is that you kind of get a sense pretty quickly.
1: That's a great way of explaining growing up in a middle ish I think I'm more upper middle, I don't want to lie to you. Yeah. Uh, class Jewish family. It's yeah. it's a lack of boundaries. Yeah. Sorry to cut worst. you off by the way. No I think it's great. It's your show.
0: You think the lack
1: of boundaries is great? I think I think growing up in a place I think it's it's a fine line. I, I would equate it to uh, getting antibodies. Interesting. I get, okay, I'll talk you through that. But it seemed like though the your parents are loud. My mom is loud, mm. but my mom is loud in a way where it works because she's so kind to where it's- Loud, kind? I've gotten better over the years. Yeah. Uh, I came into some, some pretty big self-awareness almost four years ago now, but my loudness was, was very attention-seeking and aggressive uh, without knowing it. And my mom's loud is just wanting to help people and maybe they need to hear me. Yeah. So my, the boundary issue was my, yeah, my mom was, my mom was loud, but everyone loved her. Including right. my, everyone in the family and my, um, your dad, my dad is, uh, you know, he sold cornbread in his, in his, uh, tells what's his, what's, un, jokes under, under his breath. All right. But what's his, what's his boundarylessness look like? Um, the boundaryless is more, I guess, I guess it's my mom, um, so she you know everybody re, every everyone had to react to her. Um c- c- you know I'm I'm figuring this out with you so could I uh, change and add to my answer? Yeah. <laughs> Let me that's collect myself. A, we'll against, be right back. That's against the rules.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll I'll bend the rules this time. Thank you. You can change and add to your answer now.
1: Uh because yeah you know i'm trying to i'm trying to define something when i really only could know it through my eyes from then so just trying to think of that is my brother would be uh my brother would you know i am the way i am and uh-huh. things needs to be a certain way and clean and yeah. my brother would be uh he played sports and he'd outside in the mud, yeah. ironically enough, getting some antibodies, and right. he would find a Mike and Ike in the dirt and eat it to get a laugh. Right. And he would come in, and he'd have some dirt under the fingernails. He's a boy. He plays. he get dirty. Yeah, sure. Eat Mike and Ike's out of the dirt. Sure. Or, uh, or maybe a razzle <laughs> or a Skittle, but uh, it was a Mike and Ike. It was a Mike and Ike. Okay. It was one of the two, at least. Sure. And uh, we would have M&Ms on the counter as, like, decorative, but people, you know, you eat M&Ms, and my brother in liked the way- Yes. Yeah. My brother would like the way M&M's feel going yeah. between his fingers. Sure. Because, I, if, you know, listen. Feels good. Yeah, it's like a waterfall. Sure, something. But they're not his waterfalls. Well, So my brother's got dirt in his fingers. He's, he's touching all the M&M's. He's eating out of the cereal. He's eating yeah. on the chips. Had the cereal, and, too? Yeah, cereal boxes. And digging for the prize, I bet. Uh, he, yeah, I guess. Okay. I, I wasn't all one right. who needed the prize. Yeah, I And know. I'm sorry I'm, if that was a joke you were making. No one but needs the prize. But you want to get it out. I, I want to have cereal that doesn't have dirt in it. <laughs> so I'm now... I'm now sitting on the couch, feeling like I'm forced to keep inventory and watch, and I started to only eat the cereals that my brother didn't like. Right. And I felt like out of, I didn't have control over the things I wanted because I was limited. While I was building this resentment of watching my brother, and I, I don't want to say bad stuff. He's a kid. He's a little boy. No, it's but just
0: brother stuff. It's fine.
1: We share a bathroom. Yeah. Pisses on the, on the towels. Sure. He pissed on the towels? Uh, the cat pissed on the towels if you left the towel down.
0: Oh, the cat pissed on the towels. But, but I got your, t- your brother probably just pissed on the rim of the toilet mostly.
1: If he even hit the toilet. But I got to tell you something. He he's changed. You got to check out the Greyhound. <laughs> it really is delicious and clean. Yeah, I don't know why I'm uncomfortable about this. It feels like I'm talking I am. I'm literally talking about someone. But that, I like
0: the idea of the uh, the idea that you brought up about growing up in a boundaryless home gives you antibodies to
1: what? Uh, I'll tell you what, um,
0: I mean, I like the idea and I'm just wondering if we can flesh it out.
1: A yeah. So i much like germs, you could get too much and get sick of it. You don't want to have no boundaries because then you, you don't, mm. you need to learn them. Yeah. And I, I think that the only reason I, any success I have in my life is because of the combination of, of knowing that I have to stop somewhere, but, but being liquid with other people's boundaries. Huh? Um, Right. You know, when you come over, yeah. in a similar way, you said if, if, if Larry King acted a certain way, mm-hmm. you would then have to mirror that. But at the same time, it is your interview and you're in control. And if you were to come over and I snap for you putting on a fake mustache yeah. and you're not into it, and I keep it, I, I don't recognize your boundary, right. I'm, it's, it's game over. But True. if I assume your boundary based on how I've been conditioned people's boundaries are, yeah. I wouldn't be able to push it that far. So by being comfortable in testing boundaries and playing with boundaries and experimenting right. with them. You run the risk of stepping over them at times. Sure. But you also learn how to not stay so tight into what you think comfortable is. Right. And uh, part of this awareness that I've come into that I'm super grateful for is making people uncomfortable, making myself uncomfortable. It's an operational cost of doing what we do. Um, But it's not about making people uncomfortable. That is the problem. In my opinion, it's about recognizing it fast enough. And, and deciding why you're doing it. Yeah. I
0: mean, uh, well, right. So you're, you're talking about stand up in terms of what we do, but I think that's. No, ex- I mean that very interpersonally. Okay. But also stand up. Yes. Like I'm tracking what you're saying specifically to stand up because stand up is something, because I often try to figure out why exactly I chose that. My childhood, really, what I was trying to overcome mm-hmm. and what terrified me more than anything was being embarrassed. I didn't want to be embarrassed, and my mother used to embarrass me. I found my parents embarrassing, and I always felt embarrassed, and I was terrified of being embarrassed. So somehow, and they, neither one of them had boundaries, but they, it was different. It wasn't so much yelling as much as it was emotional indecisiveness. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of floaty, you know what I mean? No discipline, no real principles, not much guidance. Everybody was just sort of, it was amoebic.
1: The family unit. So you didn't know where where you were at any given moment emotionally,
0: self-wise. Right. Yeah. So, but there's something about the way you're talking about this immunity to figuring out because if you have no boundaries or you grow up in a fairly boundaryless place, that means you probably get hurt often early on, hmm. right? Because of the sensitivity of that, and then all of a sudden you get reactive. So either you're going to be defensive or hostile or preemptive to yeah. be defensive, right? But, but conversely, it does enable you to absorb people in a different and more all-immersive way. And once you get the hang of that, you can sort of dictate the the intimacy of the situation quicker than most people and also have it be relatively inappropriate quicker than most people. And then you have to navigate that.
1: Yeah. So being- Does that I- make sense? Yeah. Uh, being inappropriate making somebody uncomfortable, uh, not being connected with somebody- uh, you know there's only so much we control and i i really believe it's more than m- most people think and in terms of interpersonal relationships, yeah and, and it, it really comes <laughs> down yeah
0: my, if, you can do it until the other person gets tired of it
1: that could take years well it, it, it yeah i guess if they get tired of it but but People's feelings are heavily based on subconscious expectations, or maybe conscious, but at the least expectations. Yeah. Um, mitigating expectations is the key to uh, understanding somebody's boundaries, because a true boundary isn't about expectation; it's about where they feel safe and comfortable. Right. So sometimes they could be uncomfortable because an expectation is not being met. Right. Um, I uh, uh, I got a uh, uh, a diagnosis four years ago that I had ASD level one, which is it was commonly known as Asperger syndrome. Yeah. And which, which is a funny uh, word. Yeah. Asperger. Animate a dick on an ass eating Did a burger. Did you do that? No. Huh. No. Interesting. But if this were my podcast. You just thought of that now? No. I've been sitting on it. <laughs> um, And uh, after that diagnosis, I, I, I've I learned a lot about... I had to go to... I don't know how much time we have if it's worth getting into, but I went to a lot of special classes, special schools. Kicked Four out of, years ago? Uh, in, in in grade school and high oh, school. so
0: before you knew you were Asperger's I was diagnosed
1: 1. with a whole bunch of different like things what? as a kid. The ADD, the ADHD, the learning, OCD, the le- uh, OCD uh, learning disability, which isn't a specific diagnosis. How but, did that
0: manifest itself? Because you must which have been one? any of them. Like, well, what was the symptoms of why were you seen as a problem? What weren't you doing or what were you doing?
1: Uh, well, hyperactive, asking uh-huh. a lot of questions. Uh-huh. Um, uh, asking questions to where uh, teachers thought I was making fun. Wow. Um, not understanding. So, so your
0: earnestness was mistaken for sarcasm
1: and my, I developed a sarcasm in a way to try and control how people see me. Yeah. If you are, if you're going to think that I'm not, you know, let me at least try and make it funny. Let me find new ways of asking questions or trying to explain myself until things work. Uh, I never picked up on social cues. I didn't know that I wasn't picking up on them. I didn't
0: is different than autism,
1: right? Um, asper, no, it's a, so, uh, clinically they've, they've, uh, Asperger's is no longer a definition anymore. It's Asperger, it's autism level one. Okay. Uh, so ASD level one, two, and three. So Asperger's is level one. Um, what's level two? Uh, more challenges. Are you hoping to get there or? No. Okay. No. Uh, can I try to untangle something? Yeah. Uh, what's the, what's the intention behind the joke of wanting to get there?
0: Oh, because it's like when you think of levels.
1: Oh, so like two is better than... Right. Gotcha. It wasn't like uh, then you'll have like a, a bigger niche to explore. <laughs> no.
0: No, that was where you went with your insecurity. Uh, yeah. Mine well, was a number joke. You went deeper.
1: That's why, I, yeah, it wasn't insecurity. I, I, uh, I've I talked about it on my po- on podcast, maybe five of them. I, I do get insecure talking about it because of what people's understanding or lack of, of what uh, autism is. And I find myself either becoming a spokesperson for something that I, I can't be yeah. or defending a diagnosis that has changed my life for the better because people think it is something that it's not necessarily.
0: Well, I think like what's interesting to me is is that you've learned how to utilize and understand your uh, your comp- compulsive and also your earnest curiosity, which I think as a symptom, I imagine, of of the autism uh, would be overwhelming to some people, but you understand it enough to be charming in it and also see the humor in it. You have enough self-awareness around it that you don't feel uncomfortable with it and you can make it funny even.
1: Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. It's it's uh, not only do I not feel uncomfortable with it. When I got the diagnosis, it validated so many things things of my past oh my
0: god if i had known that i
1: wouldn't have done that more so this is why that and it's it's not my fault and and or i could understand how to improve upon it i've got to go apologize to some teachers (laughs) and ask people who should apologize to me to come on my podcast (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but i I bring that up because one Uh of the things i learned was uh how much and and, and and any neurotypical person i'm sure could relate to this we think something so we assume the other person thinks it i yeah. you are sharing the same point of, if i'm cold you're cold if i'm feeling this isn't going well you are and uh, uh, uh that's uh, not true though of course it's not true but i'm saying that mindset oh, yeah. of of not recognizing that there's other perspectives a com- common symptom of it is is uh, of autism is is a uh, challenging to adapt to certain situations and uh, uh it, an inability or difficulty to recognize that people think differently than you. It's why people get – it's why they get frustrated so often or why they seem to lack empathy because – Autistic people. Yeah. Okay. Uh, And I – one of the things that I've been – I guess maybe the biggest thing I've been focusing on and and where this podcast has been such a a blessing for me Mm. uh, is – being able to ask people, I mean, in a s- small way, asking you what was the intention behind that joke. Right. I would always ask questions like that, but it could seem aggressive if I were to say, what's your point? Yeah. What do you mean? i was always trying to understand. Uh, so when I found these things out and then I was single and I was dating, I was able to make jokes, but they were very um, inspired. Uh, I smoke weed and I like to smoke pot uh, when you're... On a date, especially if it's somebody who smokes. Right. And to be able to say to somebody preemptively, right. I get a little goofy, <laughs> you right. know, and right. And uh, I, I, sometimes I don't know when I go a little far. Yeah. So I'm a- I'd am like to ask of you, if you're ever feeling like this is a little bit too much and you don't yeah. know how to handle it, give me the benefit of the doubt and just like nudge me. When did you decide that comedy was somehow the answer for you? Uh, so I was telling you earlier, I, I didn't know that I didn't write, pick up on facial cues and I didn't recognize people's hints when they would say, uh, not today, Rick, I'm busy for to friends, I would just think, Oh, he can't today, he's busy for three years, right? Right. But something I always did understand was a laugh. I knew a laugh was comfortable because not only is it nice to get a laugh for the obvious reasons, it was the it was one of the few times where I felt confident in being on the same page with somebody. It wasn't just with me making them laugh, if we were laughing together.
0: But so, what did Harry Shur say to me? Like the great thing, the the reason people do comedy is is you can control why people are laughing at you.
1: Mm-hmm. I like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and on a on a more specific level, you could control you could control how people feel about you for a minute. Because even somebody who doesn't like the you, a long laugh a
0: minute. Maybe maybe you can control it for like ten, fifteen seconds, and then you got to keep going. Yeah,
1: but it. the dopamine lasts longer than the laugh. Sure, and then, put that on and and a then shirt. The, then the then the door is open. Yeah. Got it, and then that's why you keep doing it and right. you seek it, and it's that's right. It's just, it's a vicious and then cycle. Eventually, people go like, "Do you always have
0: to be funny?" And then all of a sudden, you're in a different conversation, aren't you? <laughs> yeah. Do you always
1: have to be on? Uh, Is the one yeah. I get.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. I I, had, I I I was shut down. I was trampled by uh, a couple of girlfriends way back with the the sort because of, like when you're a comic. It's your profession, so there's sort of like that weird black beltism to it, like you know I'm black belted mm-hmm. getting laughs so I, but I can't use it in public. I can only <laughs> I can only do it on stage professionally but i I've had, but I don't think it was funny, but I've had girlfriends early on who were like, why do you have to talk so much mm. when we're out with why do you have to domineer the conversation? It
1: struck me what what is your, what have you what have you figured out since then? why do you have to? I don't. I, I stopped a long time
0: ago. Yeah. I mean, I think the reason it stuck with me, it was, it was correct. And it really wasn't my nature. It was overcompensating.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's
0: annoying when people
1: do that. Be careful of letting other people's definition of your identity distinguish between the difference of overcompensating and just being and compensating. Because she's not wrong, but case. she might be the wrong person. It's a long time ago. Well, I, well, I yeah, I'll, I'll I speak for me. I appreciate I'm, the I, advice. I do. Well, when, you know, I, I have to find the difference. When somebody thinks I'm being something that yeah. they don't like, they're not wrong, but it doesn't mean I don't like it. And that doesn't mean that it's not me or it's not you.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it could be, it could be as simple as like, well, you must not like me. Right. And that's okay. Yeah. Now get the fuck out of my house.
1: But how, what is the, what is the, the that was the, a little aggressive. Wh- I apologize. No, no, it's okay. Cause it's hypothetical person. Yeah. But how it's, it's finding that difference. It's knowing when to untangle of. This person doesn't like this part of me, but this is who I am. And do I like this who I am?
0: And also, like, is, is she right about what I'm doing right now, or is this part of me? Right. Because like, sometimes when you're with somebody, you're doing something that isn't innately you because you're trying to accommodate
1: them or charm them or impress them. Or- I get the most uncomfortable when I find myself doing that. Yeah. That's that's, what's, that's, that's a big challenge of podcasting. Sometimes that happens, in you, at least for me. Yeah. Um, I'm proud to say for better and for worse, I am who I am. Most of the time. But sometimes I find myself in a situation where I'm trying, either trying for the person, trying for the audience, trying for the, the post production yeah, animation. Right. But when I'm not present and I'm trying something, I catch it, that's when I get embarrassed. Let's get out of the head for a
0: minute and get into into real life. Okay. So you, you you we understand how you understood that you liked getting laughs. So what was where'd you start doing comedy? In Cleveland?
1: Cleveland, yeah. At so, where? Hilarities? The first stand-up set I did was at the Cleveland Improv, um, and I was doing Im- improvisation theater as well. Oh, you were part of a group. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> I was part of theirs. They weren't, uh, I don't know if they would have thought that. I, I do remember feeling just like did a re- lot of groups. They, I-, I felt like I was forcing my way in.
0: So wait, so they were a group, and then they were improvising, and you would just jump in?
1: They were a team, and they, they held uh, one. So- What's that? Two of them. There was I don't know, like eight. Oh, big. Eight people, one team. Sure. And they had like uh, they had practices every week. Yeah. So their performances they had a performance every week and a practice every week. Yeah. The team did the performances. There were more people and I was one of the one in the practice. Yeah. And I would just, you know, show up and do some improv comedy. Yeah. And uh But you like that. I loved it. Yeah. yeah. I, I did that was what I was doing for the first four or five years before stand up took priority. And when d- when did you start doing stand up? Uh April um no March fourth two thousand seven two thousand
0: seven. Like when did you start wearing the t
1: shirt about being a paid regular? Oh, uh, I am not passed at the comedy store sweatshirt. Yeah, I made that over Thanksgiving. Oh, recently. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, I am not passed at the comedy store. Was uh, a conversation that happened on one of the episodes, and then people would bring it up why isn't he passed or whatever in, in nice ways it was they were nice things but it wasn't a, an identity of mine by any means um sort of a joke shirt uh yeah but but then it, it was like uh you know everybody isn't passed somewhere um they have right. their hurdles or obstacles but,
0: but but here in this town the the weird sort of like being passed at the comedy yeah. store. it's like the cellar It's there's, like getting passed at the cellar in new york yeah like there's like you know there's two types of comedians yeah passed at the cellar not passed yeah. passed
1: at the store not passed yeah yeah. Oh you're oh you're past? Yeah, do you wanna come it. do my <laughs> do you wanna come do my podcast? <laughs> uh hey, you should get Rick Glassman on. Is he passed at the store? Is he I don't know. Why is he funny? <laughs> I don't know what his status at the store is. I think he does bringer shows. Uh huh. Yeah, there's a stigma. There's a stigma to doing bringer shows and then there's a stigma to not being past. But what about the alt scene? You weren't part of the alt scene? I'm not I don't I don't know if I'm being hard on myself, but I don't know if I'm part of any scene. Mm. I just you know, I got on a television show a few years ago and it was How did he find you? Who's he? Bill. The Improv. Bill Lawrence found you at the Improv. Yeah. You were doing stand-up. I was doing a Will Smith impression.
0: (laughs) And this was, like, for those people who don't know who I'm talking to, it's Rick Glassman. I'm resetting like we're on radio. Uh, Welcome back. Uh, Rick Glassman is my guest. And you might have known him. He was on the show Undateable, which was on for three seasons. Mm -hmm. Three seasons then canceled for reasons that
1: a lot of people don't understand. Cut to a clip of us just having a meltdown on set. <laughs> just Racist <laughs> meltdown. Uh yeah, Bill Bill saw Wait, me on a st- racist meltdown? Yeah, I feel like if uh if Oh so- I see, I see. like uh, that's a joke. That didn't really happen. No. I like just it. to say why would Rob, no one why knows why it got Jesus. canceled, cut to just Well it got cancelled
0: for the reason everything gets cancelled. Not enough people were watching it.
1: Yeah. Alright. Yeah. But it was you and Dalia and Funches and and Brent. Morin.
0: Yeah. Morin. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Bill saw me, I was doing some weird stuff yeah and he said, um, I like how comfortable you are in uncomfortable moments and that's sort of your place. that's your thing. That's your hook. Uh,
0: yeah, is that an anti-semitic <laughs> remark? No not at okay. I' have nothing to do with your nose. Okay. there's uh, we have more to do with that's what you're known for. Hey, man, I just made everything uncomfortable but I'm gonna sit in it for a while and make you guys love me.
1: Yeah, you know uh, I, uh, that's the pod, the way the, where the podcast has helped me is I never wanted to make people uncomfortable. That's just a symptom of the joke, you know. Is like, that true? Though? Yeah, hundred percent. I always want people to be in on it with me. I just can't wink to them and say, "Hey," because then it doesn't work anymore.
0: Yeah, but but that but that goes back to this sort of idea
1: that everybody sort of knows w- where you're at. Yeah, well, yeah, that's why that's why it's not a flawless art form. Mm. They don't know where I'm at. I have to find ways of telling that of showing them, without telling Dude, them. Dude,
0: we're the you know, we're gonna we're gonna end up where you know you and i sort of first met that's where we're gonna end up okay with with what we're talking about right now
1: i don't know if it's the come down or just the conversation but i don't know how i feel right now <laughs> what's the matter i don't know i can't tell if i'm insecure about talking too much or what, did not the bo- saying the right thing did the bottom just fall out on you it didn't fall out but i'm I'm realizing oh it's not <laughs> it's not cement. <laughs> Really? Oh, you? Oh, no, no, no! Everything's going good. Don't, 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 don't.
0: You know, I Ron Perlman. I almost lost Ron Perlman on here. He, he had a heart attack. No, he just he just fell into an insecure hole for a minute, and and it was touch and go. Ah, and I don't know I, if this
1: is an insecure. I think this is just cost of doing business. It's an energy thing.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I'm not buying it.
1: Can I tell you? Can I tell you where part of it comes from? I'm I'm, I'm aware of it. What? You just exhaled the same way my doctor did before he told me he doesn't like when I come in. By the way. <laughs> Let me tell you this quick story.
0: How, how often do you go
1: in? I, I ask a lot of questions. Okay, yeah. I would go to the doctor a lot. Yeah. I would get STD checks even if I hadn't had sex since the last time I got one because I was in the doctor's office. I
0: Dude, I I am a, a recovering hypochondriac. I, I understand your plight.
1: Uh, I was asking my do- I had shoulder surgery, and I mm. asked my doctor a question about my, soldier, my shoulder. Mm-hmm. He's not my shoulder doctor, but he's a doctor, and I'm there, and I got some inflammation issues. I got a question, doc. Sure. And he goes... What you just did <laughs> he went and i said um it seems like you don't really like when i come in here yeah and he said uh, when i come to the door and i see your name is on the clipboard i, I do take a breath and i said um, i said am I, I i said i spend no more than 10 minutes at a time with you he goes yeah but there's too many questions yeah um a year later i get this autism diagnosis i go back to him you know i'm basically you know like twirling my my, Cock- my watch yeah hello doctor <laughs> and uh, guess what <laughs> guess what i found out uh he apologized uh and he said that makes so much sense oh. and since then i don't see this doctor anymore but i did for another year plus and he was so nice to me and he was talking to me about baseball i don't watch baseball i'm not interested in baseball basketball is your thing right yeah football? but i also basketball only but not so much to where your mother's ta- football right my grandma, oh, that's your grandma is football. My yeah. mom is Andy Griffith. Okay. But yeah, he was just so nice. And th- there is a, a perfect- lock, Of course. Yeah, okay. Um, a- of an example of ex- expectation where I'm the same guy asking the same questions, but now this guy thinks I'm, you know, whatever he thinks autism is. Uh-huh. So now he's like, hey man, did you see the, the, the right. I couldn't even think of a baseball, the like, Dodgers? Like he likes
0: numbers. The autistic yeah.
1: guys, you know, he likes stats. Uh, yeah. Well, mm. just take my blood and tell me what I have going on with my dick. Wow. Never had any STDs, did you? I've had you know little things, little things here and there that (laughs) you know nothing. Nothing that a pill didn't take care of. Oh, good. Yeah, really. Uh, Here's where we animate my dick from 2014, (laughs) coughing, explaining this. We have to understand it was a different time. Yeah,
0: sure. (laughs) Yeah, but you're still with the girl who lives in England.
1: Yeah, is she in England? She's in Australia now. She's a dual citizen. Her family lives in Australia. And boy, her arm's tired after she traveled. Sure. Because she had to fly there. Yeah. Back to the guy who's like, no, it's it's Uh, working. It's way back. It's called back. I get it, man.
0: These guys are pros.
1: Um, When did you move here, though? 2008. So you came out here to do comedy, kind of. Came out of here to act. I didn't know if it was comedy, but I had- Had you done a, any
0: acting training
1: other than the improv Yeah, I group did theater in, Cleveland? theater in college. You did? Marketing and theater. Marketing and theater. Yeah. So it's working out for you. I'm on I'm on Mark Marin's What the Fuck podcast talking you, about acting. You did,
0: uh, yeah, and you did uh, a TV show. And, and I got a show coming out later this you're year, you're selling too. yourself yeah, with dicks and goblins. Did you hear that I got a show coming out this year? I'm just going to get to it. I'm okay. a pro. So what's this show you have coming out? <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> writing down, ask What the show. Um, it's a Jason Katem show uh, that uh, he did uh, Parenthood and Friday Night Lights. Oh. He's a, brilliant. Yeah. And there's an Israeli show called On the Spectrum. Yeah. And uh, they're remaking it for Amazon. I don't know if it's going to be called On What's the Spectrum. What's that about? Uh, it's about a couple of football players who just <laughs> fuck girls all day, every day. Weird name for a show <laughs> about that. It's uh, three autistic roommates who uh-huh. are uh, finding ways of learning how to live life independently with jobs. Don't they have a, like a reality dating show for autistic? Oh, man, yeah. Uh, it's uh, it's a Australian show called, uh, I don't remember, something Spectrum, I think. And why'd you go, oh, man? Because I, I, it's a great show and I don't remember the name of it. Oh, to, you to, like the show? I love it.
0: I loved it. Why don't you, why don't you get someone to uh, get you the rights, and you can host the American version. I don't want to host it. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Can we move past the hosting? I'm just pitching. I'm just pitching, man. My ideas, man. I'm worried about your career. Are you? No. So what's the? Uh, <laughs> wait, what's the Spectrum show?
1: How uh, many did you already shoot it? We filmed the pilot, and we start filming uh, the series in March. That's great. So you're going to be on an Amazon show. Yeah. Called On the Spectrum. They might change the name. So. To what? Uh footballing chicks <laughs> but who's the other actors um uh joe montagna plays my dad i like that guy uh Socy bacon uh yeah. plays my uh, caregiver mm. and uh there's a there's a, f- there's a few people that um there's two, the, the the uh the the uh other two autistic actors are all three of us are somewhere on the spectrum yeah and i don't really know them from before uh-huh. i don't know what, what type of experiences they have but I mean, how? What was the experience being with them, the three of you? I talked to Jason uh, when we were filming during one of the scenes about uh-huh. the, the same insecurity I told you about. Uh, what are you looking at? I
0: just look at. I get hung up on long? levels. No, no, I get obsessed with like. I don't want it to pop too. I'm I'm fine. It's
1: just a habit. Sorry, I'm with you. I get distracted. When you talk to looks Jason. Away. I talked to Jason because I'm playing a character, but I was also uh, chosen cast uh because of my life experiences yeah and how much do i bring who i am to this character versus how much am i taking on the character that they've written for me and there's a there's a line between the two where i feel i'm making assumptions that make me feel like am i being a spokesperson for this thing am i creating this character that is inauthentic and that's what acting is and you have to do the research for it Mm. but there's something there's something because this is still a relatively new diagnosis for me, where there there is an insecurity and an identity to it, where I feel like I have to really understand it before I could, because there's a there's a really big responsibility. This show is beautiful. It, it it's beautiful. It's it's you know it's Jason Cadmus. It's one of the ones that you can probably you know cry at every episode at yeah. some point. And it's also you know I don't take on this responsibility, but the show has a responsibility of educating what. This is and can be, and, and some of the obstacles. Destigmatizing. Yes. And through that show, I then become. I just did a classic Larry King. What? By, by packaging the w- something? The one word. Destigmatizing. <laughs> uh-huh. yeah. yeah. And uh, so I have this responsibility to be part of something, and I don't want to lie, but mm-hmm. also I'm playing a character. Right. It gets tough.
0: Well, maybe you should not think about it so much.
1: Yeah, not there's a, there's a line between not thinking about versus not prepping and putting in the work, right? I guess, but if you're doing a good job, does he think you're doing a good job? Who, who's to say? Until he laughs, I don't know how he feels, but he said I am. Well, and, I, I mean, and, I think, and I connect with the character very strongly, so I think I am.
0: Well, I mean, how much of what you do is just weird kind of being hard on yourself, you know, and, you know, uh, part of the issue? I feel like your cadence forced the second
1: part. I, I don't know. I mean... What's the difference? You can make choices around being hard on yourself. Maybe I'll get better at it, but I'm pretty comfortable knowing that that, that it's it's not as... I am hard on myself sometimes, but yeah. it's I have accepted that this is going to sound so ridiculous, and I don't mean this as a joke. I'm excited. I have realized that I'm not perfect. <laughs> y- y- Wait, what? I realize that people aren't perfect. Wait, it took me a while. Come on. Could you could you connect with me for a second and try to understand what I mean by that? Because when you look at people, you it's easier to uh, accept other people's flaws because you've accepted them as opposed to your own where you're mad that you have them. So when you've accepted somebody else's flaws, it doesn't take away from their perfection. Yeah, I when LeBron misses a shot, it doesn't mean he's not perfect. Oh, that's saying.
0: part of what it is. Yeah, because I I don't accept anyone's flaws. I, I'm always judging, and I, like a lot of times, I'm just sort of like, that's sad. Yeah, and I hope that person's okay. And that's and, why
1: people are scared to have you over on their podcast for the first time, but then you prove them wrong. Yeah, I, but but it's like it's just
0: natural, and then you just get to know the person as they are. They're not perfect, but they are who they are. Yeah. What does perfect mean? Um, I just know I could
1: be three pounds wider. <laughs> I think, I, I I think the closest to perfect means uh acceptance of who you are and uh a fair amount of awareness to recognize where you can change and if you can right um and also knowing your limitations yeah yeah so if i'm if i'm cast in a role where like this one where i feel it's built for me to shine yeah um my limitations are going to be a lot greater than if i'm on undateable where that's not necessarily my wheelhouse that character because it's a caricature it's a caric- It's a caricature. It's limited. It's very limited, both right. in a, 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 in attempts of jokes, the type of joke, and yeah, it's just a the role.
0: You're, you're a joke machine.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah. And it was in a style that, at the time, though I'm still not built for it, I, I I I didn't understand it. Yeah, I felt like I I was used to I'm used to driving to the hole, and then I got a job where I'm supposed to take take screens, and that's an important job. But I I wanted to do other things. Yeah. Um, and this has more range to it. This has and more. It,
0: and it it actually embraces your nature.
1: Yeah, and I under. I mean, I've literally been spending four years researching it and yeah. understanding it, and 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 seeing these these. Uh, I now have autistic friends, and I know autistic people, but I don't have autistic friends before this show. Um, that you know of. That I know of, yeah. That 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 talk about their experiences through the lens of autism and right, their obstacles right, right. and strengths, and mm-hmm. and now I'm, I'm I'm literally in a room with these people for hours talking about it and asking questions, and they're asking questions. I love questions, and and finding patterns between our personalities and finding things that I realize is this a Rick thing or is this an autism thing? Are those different? Oh, Does yeah. that matter? Um, That's great. Is this a neurotypical thing? Is this a Jewish thing? Yeah. And it's just open. It, it, it. And you're hoping that eventually
0: you'll you'll come out the other side of it going i i'm it fully integrated
1: what i want to come up the other side is is believing something that is whether it's real or not which is i'm special back to that thing again like a lot of the the not being included and and the and the the negative experiences i had in my life the special schools and such um didn't that make you feel special no it made me feel it made me feel less than We're um different which which you say you're in a bad way yes got it where your fear and uh and um where you work to to, to avoid is embarrassment. Mm. Mine is uh, not being good enough. I mean, it's the same thing, but just a different place in our minds. I have that, too. Uh, that's part of it. This – I'm sorry. It's okay. You're doing great. Thanks. This diagnosis offered me uh, a perception of all of those things were supposed to be. And it's not that I'm not good enough. It's that I have obstacles. But, you know, I could do a lot of things great, too. Mm. And that's where that perfect thing comes from, where all those shots I missed, I realized, oh – you're, you know, maybe you should be playing a different sport or sure. it's okay to miss or whatever it might be. Yeah. So that's special, that, that feeling. Everybody or make needs light to, of
0: it. Literally, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, I know enough about myself at this age to know that when I do this sort of self-hatred or expectations or perfectionist thing that it's ridiculous. But there's something comforting about it because I've been doing it so yeah. fucking long. Because
1: you, you, you uh, procured a... Um, a shtick like I, no, I, I,
0: it's just it's even older than that. It's it's really like you know kind of like home base. Yeah, you you know what I mean. Like joy is is weird to me because I I don't know how to experience it. So when I do experience it, I'm like this is weird and terrible. And you know well, like even when I look good or I'm at a good weight or I'm healthy, I'm sort of like I'm, I'm not good enough. Yeah, like but I yeah. know it's bullshit and it doesn't matter. Who am I judging? I'm not even try- I'm not out in the world right now. I'm not even doing television. And I'm fucking beating myself up over four
1: pounds. You said something to me. I texted you uh, last week about coming back on my podcast to talk about embarrassment and how to get past certain feelings in a moment. I did? Yeah. Um, And you said something to me that I loved. I was asking, what what, I wanted to listen to some of your podcasts where you felt, coincidentally, as the Larry King one posted, where you felt embarrassed, uncomfortable, not in the pocket, and and, and tools to avoid and acknowledge. And amongst some other texts, you said, there's been many moments but who cares they're real and they're human and we all have them and though i i knew that already it was articulated in a way packaged that was like yeah that's you you mi- I mean, yeah that's great you yeah. miss shots sure we had like
0: nine during this conversation did we no, you brought you brought attention to all of them i brought
1: oh fuck yeah and you now were, 10 yeah <laughs> exactly i got also got to let you know i I feel great again with you i'm <laughs> It's cool to be here. It's cool to be doing your podcast. I knew it would come around, and uh, yeah, it did. I had complete confidence that we
0: were going to pull you out of it, whatever the fuck happened to. But um, but that was like I, when I first met you. This was my experience. I know we've talked about it before. I didn't really know you. I knew you were on the show. I had no idea that you were on the spectrum. But you didn't know you were on the spectrum when you did. Yeah, Undatable. I did.
1: Oh no, no, no! I did when I did stand up, but I wasn't talking about it.
0: Right. But but like what I did, I walked up to the belly room. Cause sometimes I go up there in between my spots in the real rooms as a
1: past person. You, were you feeling insecure there, or were you b- bullying me?
0: No, no. I'm just saying I went up to the belly room. I'm saying which that I this do is, sometimes, <laughs> which I do sometimes uh-huh. in between sets because I'm past at the comedy store, and I can do sets in the real rooms. But you passed the cellar too. I passed to the cellar. It took me eight years though, though. It took me a long time to pass. Yeah, at the Yeah, well,
1: cellar. I'm twelve, and I used to answer
0: <laughs> phones there. You the at the store. You used to answer phones there, and, yeah. you haven't, and you didn't get the... I answered phones there.
1: Yeah. How was that, once Tommy got the boot. Oh, it was harder. You, or, were, you were
0: on the Tommy trajectory? I was on the Tommy trajectory.
1: <laughs> anyway,
0: so I go up to the bell room. I'm just being a dick. And I see you, and I kind of know you. I hadn't seen your stand-up that I remembered. And there you were with a bag. And in my mind, I'm like, he's a bag guy. He's got a bag. I know there's an act in that bag. Uh-huh. And I prejudged. And then you went up with your well, bag. Well, judge is a prejudge. Just, you judged. So prejudge isn't a word?
1: Uh, it's assumed. It's, it's, What's it, the difference between prejudged and judged? I feel like a prejudge is like putting a one in front of the X. It works, but... I mean, you could make a, ju- you could make a calculated judgment after you met me to assume you know more, but it's still a judgment. Right. Okay, fine. So I judged Thank based you. on the bag that you
0: were going to take things out of the bag yeah. for your stand-up routine. You did, that's more of a deduction. Fine, but no, because I, I don't have great feelings about bags. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Stand Take up. my ex-wife. Yeah, yeah.
1: boom. You have an ex-wife? Oh, he doesn't, but let's carry on. Do you? Not, uh, technically, no, but, you know, okay. it's a space holder. Okay, fine. You were never married? No. So it was a joke?
0: Yeah, it was an okay,
1: arms-tired got it. level joke.
0: I got it, I figured. Edit yeah. this part out. That-
1: Go on. <laughs> Just put in a Marshall Rudd commercial the, the last four minutes. <laughs>
0: But then you go up with your bag and you start doing the bag bit. You know, like here's a a thing and here's another thing, I'm putting a hat on. I remember, then there's a puppet Uh that you explained to me was from the Undateable show that you kept and you used in your act. But to me, my problem was is like, all these guys who do the bag routine, there's not a lot of them, but there've been- It's a tough act. (laughs) Yeah, right, but there have been, you know, been every, any generation has got the guy who's got the bag.
1: And any generation has the guy who sits down and he's upset and angry. About the bag. About somebody that they prejudged. Right.
0: Yeah. About everything. Yeah. It's it, Yeah, it's much more common to have the guy who sits down and he's angry than it is the bad guy, which my point is, is that because bad guys think they're special. But at my point in And judging, angry guys
1: are afraid, upset that they're not.
0: Maybe. No, I don't know if that's true. I think I think angry guys think they have something to say. Okay. Yeah, but um, but you know the crank is you know I was never really some guys are natural cranks and they're funny. You're not a natural crank. It took me a long time. (laughs) I was actually angry, which is less entertaining. Okay. But uh, but but um, it's just speaking to your desire to be seen as special, and I think that bad guys, you know, going back to Kaufman or anybody, even Lenny Schultz, uh, (laughs) who. but there's a different type of bad guy you're doing a conceptual bit you
1: have a there's an intelligence to it you're not just a prop act uh thank you yeah um in fact i avoided props for a long time out of insecurity that you would be judged by me by but that i wouldn't be able to translate the the irony Mm. um that, that you weren't
0: about, doing props for real.
1: Well, th- well, not. listen, if you do props for real and you're good at it, more power to you. That's sure. not what my craft is, so right. I would be f- faking it. Right. But there are so many funny things you could do with props because of the built-in expectations to props, the feeling you had. Right. And I didn't want to do it because then you got to travel with them and you become a prop guy and blah blah yeah. blah. But then I realized, what do I care if it gets a laugh? Mm. But anyway, go on. No, but then you went up and you did it and, you, you know... I,
0: I was I I think I went on and mocked you. Mm-hmm. I'm sure your memory of this is crystal clear. My memory of it is yeah. Go on. <laughs> and then, but later, like I did find there was something I liked about you because you you were then, earnest and
1: uh, you liked about me. Th- yeah, why? From would, the set? Yeah, but but did, but didn't I apologize to you the next day? And I still don't. I even after a podcast, I still don't know how you got my number or people have make fun of me all the time i have asperger's <laughs> no i'm just kidding about the making fun because of that yeah um nobody has texted me and apologized the next day and it's almost as if you know uh, it was stockholm syndrome I, it's not that but it's almost as if like you being mean and then apologizing after made you more likable than had you not done anything to begin with hmm. there's also something to the fact that when you were mean to me <laughs> yeah i i crush that set I don't know if you remember and I'm not some I, you know I, I don't crush that often that just Right. If I'm doing 8 minutes or less I could do really well. Yeah. And I had a great set. So I didn't feel that your judgments or prejudgments and your your anger Yeah. was it did based on you bombing. Yeah, or me as love. or more specifically based on me as
0: a performer. Sure. It was me being an insecure dick trying to follow a mess. And uh, make the, you know, to take a shot at you on the way out so I could get my first laugh. The first three. I'm not sure it worked.
1: uh, You did about, you did probably five, seven minutes on me in a less than 15 minute set. Hmm. And the first three minutes, not only was I flattered, it was funny. Yeah. It was like, because I just did well. Yeah, Now he's calling to attention the oddities so so you could then set the stage for your different thing you're yeah. basically it's just a tool of changing expectation sure. again i'm not going to come right. up here and pull my dick out and have a puppet i'm gonna yeah sit on a chair and complain did you put no no did you pull your dick out no did i complain i guess yeah. i complained <laughs> right yeah go ahead uh here's mark Marin. he's you know he's a well-established he's passed it. the comedy store and the seller. <laughs> He's talking about me. This is great. <laughs> minute four, it's like, all right, Mark, let's let's. All right, okay. now do your do your stuff. You know. Yeah. And then minute seven was like, all right, I, I don't know if he's riding the wave, but y- you were being a little uh, mean. Yeah, you were being mean. Yeah. I, I my feelings weren't hurt, but I, I didn't understand what you were doing. Yeah, and I didn't I didn't go home sad. I I didn't think much of it. Be- I think it became a, a broader
0: conversation about guys who do that
1: that's it yeah right and that i think that also unlocked something for you which was you were making comedy associations and kind of like what you said here there's always you said i've been doing this for however right. long million years right? and you said uh there's oh. always one of that right and that made me laugh because right, right. that's funny and also oh there's only one of that exactly <laughs> you know well, that's the point that's what got us here is the specialness um but then you texted me uh you apologized you used too many big words and, uh, and I thought that was really, uh, you don't have that anymore in your phone. They, they delete after, a, after a year, oh, but okay. we, I have the screen grab somewhere it's okay, and uh, it's on my podcast, which if I, if, if I'm plugging something else, watch our podcast. Sure. Um, I do get messages about it often. I tag you sometimes oh, how yeah? much people really like that one yeah, and they get one. to see you in a way that like yeah. seeing you silly like that. Yeah. Um,
0: right. Well, I felt bad because like, you know, there, there's something about not carrying that stuff with me. You know, I'm I'm trying to figure out like why, you know, like. I think I knew I went too far in a way, not that you would have it would have mattered to you necessarily, but um, I just felt like I was it was just one of those things where I was just mean, I was just being like a bully or
1: something. Yeah, it was to your credit, it, it was uh, obviously an act like you were. You were trying to be funny. Yeah. And you were for most of it. Yeah. Um, you were funny enough for all of it. Right. Um, but yeah, it did get to a point to where it's like the intention behind it was, as you said, feeling insecure about right. You know, whatever it might have been for you. Right. Um, but had we had ran into each other a month later and, and had a conversation in the hallway, there would have been nothing, nothing that you did would have made me be like squinting my eyes at you. You know, it's just- Yeah. It happens all the time. But-
0: uh, no, but you would have it, it would have sort of uh, implanted even deeper the idea that like oh yeah Mark's a cranky fuck and you know he's going to come to my house he's going to be cranky and it's going to be I wouldn't difficult. have asked
1: yeah. you to come on had you not sent me the message right um, I wouldn't have felt that there was any connection between us not that there couldn't be but oh, right. that, there that's wasn't true. one that's true yeah. so you know I just yeah. be reaching out because you have a successful podcast and will you help me bring numbers in or whatever the superficial exactly. that's reason what, would that's, be that's the only reason I'm having you on uh trying to get that youtube audience yeah um but like i said people shit on me all the time my friend it's part of you know part of what we do it's part of what we do and you have to acknowledge the room and you didn't do anything i didn't feel like you crossed a line you just stood on it a little longer than you needed to um
0: (laughs) and that's a performance note
1: uh, and that's yeah that's just a (laughs) critique of like when in doubt just cap it at 180 seconds (laughs) but that message to me was like uh because also you didn't have my number. It wasn't just a fuck. I got a message from you. you. Had to ask somebody. Yeah. Like you and and it was the next day. So you thought about it, and I just thought that that was just dis- forget you being mean or not mean or funny or funny enough, whatever it might be. It was. I think it was me
0: waking up and thinking like, you know, I think you're too old to be threatened by a puppet.
1: <laughs> well, me being threatened by a puppet is the only reason I use one. <laughs> let me ask you a question uh now that our friendship is getting to the point to uh, my doctor (laughs) listen i'm not a shoulder doctor rick yeah i have autism mark (laughs) oh
0: my god do you like sports
1: yeah yeah uh how do how do we piggyback your guests to then on their way home come over to do mine oh boy well, I mean, no one's coming over
0: anymore well, the except for yeah, comics for some reason. The only people that come over are comics of your generation. Is that because you feel comfortable with them or they feel comfortable with you? No, it's just they're willing to do it. Right. Uh, you know, I, I don't know. Like, I've gotten to the point, like, if you have it, I, I probably got it. If I got it, you probably have it. But I, I feel we both safe enough. But I was getting tested, like, every fucking
1: two weeks for a while. Yeah. Um, I definitely ass- make assumptions based on people's the The projection I have of their lifestyle, yeah. whether or not I'm comfortable with that thing.
0: Yeah, I'm. 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 I'm nervous all the time. Anyways, um, that's yeah. why
1: I do mine on the balcony. I have my guests on the balcony. I know. All I time. open the
0: windows and we're safe. We're yep. separated, and there's the glass here. But you know, who the fuck knows? It'll be all right. Okay. Oh yes. Yeah, so, uh, sure, I, I will let people know that you do a podcast and it's on a balcony. Why don't I just tell them to watch? You know this show. Yeah, but I'm not get... talking
1: about your audience. I'm talking about your guests. No, I know. I know. Bring we it do... up for the next. What if you did a segment uh, for the next, I don't know, for the rest of the year yeah. where you say- of,
0: That's a long time. It's you, January.
1: Do, until the end of 2022, whenever you want. And you say something where it's you like- want impr-
0: how, Why don't you print up some cards for me and I can just hand them to the people. Sure. Like the Rick Glassman, take, sh- take your shoes off. Yeah. And then make a little picture of you and a goblin cock in the balcony. Uh-huh. And say like, you know, if you want to talk to this guy, yeah, you think that will do it?
1: No. I think it's a horrible sell. And also, I only had 45 seconds to do it before it becomes gratuitous. So I'm going to just text you after and tell you how to get me Obama. (laughs) Good talking to you, buddy. Thanks. You too, man.
0: Rick Glassman, that was uh, a lot of self-awareness around autism. It turned out to be an educational, powerful talk, empowering and uh, eye-opening, both to those of us who don't have autism and, and people who have autism, it's sort of an inspirational story, the Rick Glassman story, which I'm writing right now. All right, you guys, look, maybe it was a weird one. Maybe it was, maybe I'm weird today, but it's better than being sad, isn't it? Weird is better than sad. Now let's play some sad music. Let's go down to the continent, okay? God, when can we run again? I, and I mean away. monkey flying flying cat angels cat angels everywhere